When it comes to independent wrestling and the deathmatch scene, one company is on the rise, and that is Ruthless Pro Wrestling. Featuring today's hottest talent, like Justin Kyle, Dale Patricks, The Rejects, Mickey Knuckles, Hoodfoot Mo Atlas, and more. Check out all of our events on IWTV. Find all of our social media and our RPW merch now at RuthlessPro.com. What it is, what's up? Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. He goes by the name DM Stevens, and he is a independent professional wrestling referee for the likes of Pro Wrestling Magic and Bloodstorm Pro. What is up, DM? Man, nothing is up right now. By the the day that we're recording this, I'm getting ready to go to GCW weekend nice. uh, this weekend, mm-hmm. so I'm very ready to rock and roll, and this will happen by time uh, after the weekend drops, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but I'll be making my debut at Hybrid Wrestling, which is very nice. exciting, and awesome. otherwise, I'll be ready to watch some badass wrestling and some people going ape shit watching uh, some, you know history being made really absolutely no it's going to be crazy man just keep that gear bag on you you never know when you may be needed anywhere it's always with me it's number one rule of wrestling always be prepared keep your gear bag ready be ready to rock and roll and i'm just you know i'm hype i'm hype man i mean it's good i'm good it's a good few days away from home. Absolutely. And what better way to spend a few days away from home than uh, some pro wrestling? Yeah, dude. And, like, some of these shows just look so killer. So you're going to have a great time, man. Um, I wanted to get you on because uh, I've mentioned this before on the show quite a few times that it, it always really interests me when fans take that next step to be involved in wrestling in some way. Be it, you know, it's creating something, it's a podcast, it's a YouTube channel, it's merch, it's whatever. Now, you're a professional wrestling referee, so I want to know where that journey started for you. So if we rewind all the way back uh, to the start, what are some of the first sort of faces of wrestling that stand out to you that made you, you know, start to be aware of it and fall in love with it? I mean, as a lot of your prior guests have mentioned, you know, you look at talents like Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, all that stuff. That kind of, for me at the time, two, three years old, that's the story my mother, God rest her soul, always told me, um, was, hey, (laughs) you just were switching through the TV one day and you landed on wrestling and it never stopped. Mm -hmm. Uh, My mother was also a wrestling fan back in her day, or you know, when she was younger, because her grandmother was a huge fan of legends like Bruno Sammartino, Pedro Morales, Chief J. Strongbow, all the original, like, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, trailblazers of professional wrestling as we know it today, yeah. uh, or the first stepping stones, if you will. But yeah, um, so it was easy for her to get behind my fandom. Yeah, that, that's and awesome, man. She was setting you up for success right from the start. Pretty much, and as I got older, my two favorite wrestlers, and even today, I mean, of course, all of us have our favorites, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can name a million of them, but the two that really always stood with me for 
ever, and even to this day, Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Yeah. Uh, actually, behind my laptop screen right here, I have Owen Hart's two figures that I have, and I since the day he passed away, mm-hmm. I always had them out on display in memory of Owen because Bret Brett and Owen showed me that smaller guys could do it mm-hmm. because you know you look at Hogan Warrior and you, you deep cuts like Dino Bravo Hercules all that stuff like they're all big dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Rockers Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were like, hey, you know, but I don't know for whatever reason as a kid they didn't really connect to me, but for whatever reason Bret Hart and Owen Hart connected to me in the way of they kept it real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's ever been a take really ever uh, said out loud, but Brett was the excellence of execution, and you know he wore a singlet, you know pink and black attack. Owen Hart, of course, with his uh, very outrageous outfit with uh, his tag teams with Coco Beware and Jim Neidhart. But for some reason, those two connected with me so deeply, and um, that's what made me believe that as a smaller child at the time, and I'm only 5'6", 175 now, uh, that I could do something in pro wrestling. So, yeah, that that's what really kind of hooked me from the very beginning, and I took off from there, I guess, right? Absolutely, man. Well, first of all, condolences uh, to, to you and for, for your mother there. Uh, Thank you. I think... Uh, it's really special when you can have those, you know, memories with family members and, and parents and stuff. And my dad's still still with us, but when I first started getting into wrestling, though he had no, had no real experience with it, he he took the time to sort of get invested with me and it became like a bonding thing that we have, you know? Like I can think back, like if I see a classic match, I can remember him sitting next to me as we watched it and stuff like that, you know? So I, I'm really happy that you've got that, that you can, you know, look back on and remember those times fondly that you got to share that together, you know? Uh, and then you... you oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's so special, man. And, and when you think about somebody as well, like Owen Hart's being, a, you know, another tragedy... Where he'd be today, like if he was still with us, would be would be crazy because you know he would. I th- I think he'd still be going. You know what I mean? He was so young and and so talented that yeah. I mean, they, you look they, at they the dark side of the ring. Yeah. Oh, sorry, not to cut you off, but oh, no. you look at the dark side of the ring episode. It you know all indications were like, all right, well he was ready to go and retire once his current WWF contract was up, mm-hmm. and. Um, with his story, the saddest thing, I mean, of course, his death is horrible, but you look at the other things like, well, they were just finishing building him and Dr. Martha Hart's dream house, yeah. you know, out there in Canada, and just, he never got to enjoy it. Like, yeah, it's really yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, I, it's something, because I remember that morning after that my mother had to tell me that he passed away, and it was oh, like, really? oh, man, well, like, Back in the United States here, I don't know what it was like out in Australia, but we had these channels on cable where, like, you would get the lines, but you could hear the audio of the shows. And I kind of heard already that he had passed away, like, uh, with Jim Ross's announcement. Yeah. But my, but my mother, I guess, didn't know that I kind of already knew. And mm-hmm. it was just weird. I, I remember when she told me, it was right before getting ready for school. I go to where all my action figures were, grab both Owen Hart figures, and put it in 
uh, secretary that was in one of our rooms, like it was a display piece, and I just I, I didn't even say anything. I didn't care. <laughs> These are going to be on display for life. And yeah. since I've moved to a new place, and whenever I move to another new place, that it's always going to be on display because for me, uh, he was so influential in my life. Outside of you know, with wrestling, there, there, there's a lot of stories that I won't quite get into right now. But uh, him, through whether it be gear designs or whether it be through his wrestling, anything like that, it helped me through a lot in my life. So to me, that's an important of certain things I needed to heal from as a kid. So yeah, you know, I, I'm just looking at them right now, and they'll always be displayed for as long as I can help it. Oh, that. That's awesome, man. Um, and now that you say that, yeah, you've actually remembered. It's been a while since I watched that Dark Side of the Ring. But, yeah, did, she did say something about, like, that he maybe wanted to be done. So maybe he wouldn't be wrestling now. Maybe he'd be involved in other ways or whatever. But he was very uh, – well, he, he could have been a coach. He could have been a coach. Yeah, exactly, or producer or something like that. You know, he had a mind for it, that's for sure. But he definitely mm -hmm. – you also look at, like, the way the industry is now. Like, maybe – Maybe for him, and from what I took about, was he was a real family man, and so maybe he didn't want to do it because he didn't want to be on that touring schedule, you know? So maybe in a different era where that's not required from as many wrestling companies, maybe he is wrestling, you know what I mean? That's an interesting timeline to, to think about had he lived where, where he would be now. But so that obviously plays a very positive um, part in your life, like as you're moving forward wrestling's become a big part of it. So then is your goal, like, do you want to become a wrestler? Is that what you're thinking when you're younger or are you th thinking about other ways you can be involved in it? How do you begin your journey into uh, actually being involved in wrestling? It's funny because, uh, again, with a lot of your past guests, they mentioned backyard wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So me and a bunch of friends did that, and uh, I... I Became friends with uh, a couple of people that were on a local independent circuit here in New Jersey in the United States, and I remember sending them footage of my backyard shows on the trampoline. I'm like, you know, as a younger kid, you're like, oh man, I'm, you know, one of these guys or whatever going to impress these people, yeah. you know, because like it was at my house or my or my mother's house, I should say, mm -hmm. and. You know, bless her heart. She went through hell with us. <laughs> it's, 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 bless her heart. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, maybe a chance that maybe me or one of my friends could get started in pro wrestling and make something of ourselves. And the the guy, I won't mention his name, but he he goes to me and he's like, "Hey, you know, you seem to be like one of the only ones that like really kind of has an idea, like gets it, or I forget his phrasing, but he's like." You come down training uh, in New Brunswick, and let's get started. Or, you know, let's get you actually in a ring, not on a trampoline. So, uh, for a while after, for a little while after that, I started going to training, and you know, and I'll, I'll mention their names in the sense here: Dirtbag Dan, Corey Havoc were two of the guys that trained me, and uh, yeah, and and I trained with. Uh, Joey Janela as he was getting started, oh, cool. you know, not to make it like, oh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to be that wrestler or that person. It's like, oh, I did this, but he was training with all of us at the same time. So, I mean, that's something cool to look back on in hindsight. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, then that's how my journey began into being 
hopefully a wrestler. <laughs> exactly. And uh, do you still, like, do you do any wrestling now or ha- have you moved beyond that and, like, your main focus is, is like, refereeing? I wrestled, actually, my first match was December 1st, 2008. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wrestled for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then that's, of course, when uh, my mother fell ill. I had to be home. And um, once she passed, I came back or no, before she passed, I came back for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, now nah, I can't really do it anymore. Just need to be with her. Yeah. And when she passed, it was hard because she was my biggest supporter. Yeah. And it was hard for me to want to go on as you know to wrestle. Yeah. And of course, I've done matches here and there. Actually, my last match I did was well, God, November twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, with a friend. But how the refing came about was there was a match that a group of friends of mine were trying to organize in memory of a friend of mine who had passed away, mm-hmm. who was in our backyard wrestling group. And he asked if I wanted to wrestle. I declined. Mm-hmm. And then he asked, well, will you ref it instead? Mm-hmm. I said, sure. I was only supposed to do that one match. Mm-hmm. That one match turned into half the card. <laughs> And then after that half a card, it became, you know what, just keep coming back month after month. So I was doing that for a couple of years with one place because yeah. I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And it was kind of weird. Like, I kind of fell into this. Yeah. And do I want to keep doing it and this, that? And after those couple of years, I took a longer absence from wrestling and, you know, from everything in general and came back to refing in 2019 early. So it was April 2019. And, uh, you know, pandemic aside, I've been going pretty well ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And I can see, like, even if you, you know, don't want to maybe physically be in the ring, like, as a combatant, I can definitely see the appeal in wanting to be, like, around it. You know, like part of mm-hmm. part of the show, part of the mechanism, and I mean, referees are very important part in making it all work. So it it must get pretty rewarding, you know, seeing that through. Yeah, it it is when you just kind of keep pushing forward and just doing it because you love it. Um, now, of course, I was an athlete in middle school, high school, like all throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. So the competitor part of me is always going to exist. Yeah. Like that's not even – it's not even – like I'll always want to compete, whether it be with grappling, you know, pro wrestling, uh, video game, fighting game competitions, anything like that. There's always that competitor inside me. Yeah. But just to know I have a sp- – I sent a tweet out yesterday. Like I love pro wrestling. Thank God for pro wrestling. I am so grateful that I'm even a very – I have a very small part in it. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Because, you know, uh, I did a seminar one t- or a tryout one time, and I talked to a talent. Again, I don't want to be name-dropping here. Mm-hmm. And I asked, hey, did you happen to check out my refing? Do you have any pointers? Because this is where I'm kind of really starting to get back into it. I want to take everybody and anybody's feedback. Mm-hmm. And they said, I honestly didn't even notice you were there. <laughs> and I said, no, that's actually that's the, the greatest compliment, compliment that yeah, I could get. Absolutely. Because... I don't want to be, you know, the, again, the competitor performer in me is just like, it's always going to be there. But no, like, it, it, it's taken me a little bit, but I, I finally am hitting my stride as a referee. And I'm, listen, in even other shows, 
that I can just grab the entrance gear from the guys and gals, non-binary friends, uh, you know, kind of just being a part of the show. If if I'm at a wrestling show, I want to do something. If I'm not refing, I'll grab gear, I'll get your water, I'll do whatever it takes because, you know, who knows, somebody might need me somewhere else. I, I just want to contribute. Yeah. And if I'm a part of it for now, I just want to contribute in any way I can. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And that kind of positive mindset goes like a long way, right? Because at the end of the day, people want to be around good people, you know, and you only get anything in life by working hard, you know. So mm-hmm. so being a positive influence on the thing and uh, on the show and being ready and out there and not afraid to work goes really far. And, and like you say, like – not noticing you as a ref is about the best compliment you can get, right? Because you're making all the mechanisms happen and you're there, but you're not distracting from the action and that's that's perfect. That's at least my goal. I mean, again, I'm not trying to say anything bad about any other referees. There's a lot of talented referees out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there are some that, you know, they're, they're showmen and, and this, that, and that's completely fine. Uh, they have small things that they do where they're noticed a little bit, which is, again, completely, completely fine. I'll have my moments in the ring, too. I played Eric Guitar before a Tony Deppin match one time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so, but I try not to take myself too seriously mm-hmm. as much as I want to try to take myself seriously, as ridiculous as that sounds. I know someone's going to listen to this and be like, the hell are you talking about? Like, I, I'm, I'm here to have fun. I mean, what's the saying? We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Exactly right. And I'm just <laughs> just talking. I, I have this big grin on my face because this is audio. I have this big grin on my face just just thinking about it. It's just so awesome. I'm, yeah, exactly. Just just making man. you happy. Exactly. And it's yeah. why I want to reach out to you because we, we've interacted on – Twitter for quite a while and stuff, and you always just seem like a really positive sort of influence on wrestling. You know what I mean? You always, you never have a bad word to say, and you're always really positive, and you just seem to really appreciate professional wrestling. So somebody that has that kind of love for it is always nice to see. Oh, I appreciate the kind words. I had plenty of bad to say. Uh, of course, we all do <laughs> as viewers of products. Doesn't mean everybody needs whatever. to hear it, though. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people feel like no, everybody needs to hear it. I mean, you see it online. Mm-hmm. How many people online just – they can choose to actually say something nice, but instead they're just being assholes or just being you know, peop- uh, uh, miserable people, for, sometimes for the sake of just being miserable. Mm-hmm. Man, like if I, if I want to hype up – you know, now's here where I'll name drop. If I want to hype up Oren fight because, holy shit, Oren's getting an opportunity to wrestle this talent, and it, it's not a death match. He's going to show up and show off because, you know, he wrestles, and he's going to show off. I, I'm more than just a death match wrestler. Although he takes great pride in being a death match wrestler, he could do more than just that. Absolutely. Brandon Kirk, you know, he should be on television somewhere, I firmly believe. He and his wife, Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh I firmly believe it. Uh, before the match got canceled, he was uh, Brandon Kirk was about to wrestle Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. I was like, what a great opportunity to wrestle the MLW World Champion in Hammerstone! Like, yeah. come on. Before Hammerstone got scared and, and pulled out. <laughs> yes, of course. I mean, he's. I don't know if he's so much scared of Brandon, but Casey uh, by ringside. Hammerstone fears I mean, the Kirks. We all know it. <laughs> 
By the way, you ever watch Hammerstone wrestle as a sidebar here? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's an impressive How gnarly specimen. is that yeah. nightmare pendulum? Oh, it's, it's terrifying. He's like <laughs> such such an impressive human being, like in yeah. many, many ways. And like not just a, a like body dude, like a very athletic wrestler. I witnessed the Nightmare Pendulum once in person, and my skin crawled yeah. because, like, you'll see it on video, mm-hmm. and it's impressive, and it looks just sick. But seeing it in person, hearing the impact, just watching everything, whew, <laughs> that throwing up emoji is exactly my feelings. Yeah, have you have you spoken to anybody that's taken it? I I don't know, I, I, but I. I don't know, but it's sick. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't hurt anybody. But it it is sick. But um, but yeah. To go back to what we were saying about being, you know, nice on Twitter. Uh, for me, I just want to do my part and try to help build people up. Of course, I'll have something nosy or not nosy, but like you know, snarky to say about certain things. But I try not to, because you know. I don't want to waste that kind of energy on such a social platform. Mm-hmm. And anything that would be taken as potentially criticism, it's just going to be like, well, why are you shitting on this, this, and this? Like, no, nah, I'm just going to be positive. I'll keep whatever thoughts I have negatively, whatever it is, to myself because, you know, it's just not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Or you can, like, use that uh, as constructive criticism uh, in a face-to-face environment or when discussing with somebody else because at the end of the day, messages like in text, people can apply their own tone to that. You know what I mean? And you could say things one way and then somebody could take it like somewhere completely different and not enough people, I think, consider that when they just type yeah. something blase into a thing and don't think about how that could affect somebody else. So I always find it refreshing when people are just you know, spreading positivity and uh, trying their best to, you know, help everybody, you know, do better. Yeah. I mean, I'll promote everything. Shows that I'm on in mm-hmm. particular mm-hmm. Um, and shows like Time Bomb Pro's got a show coming up soon. So good. With such a sick card, dude. Like, so really? Yeah. Like, that shit deserves to be seen. Like, you know, uh, some people that follow me may not follow, you know, uh, Time Bomb Pro's account or or Invite's account or, you know, insert talent who's on the card here, you know, their account. I mean, there's there's only one or two. There's like Minoru Suzuki, Dominic Garini, Paul London, (laughs) Brian Keyes. Like, yeah, there's one or two. It's it's amazing. Damon Sprinkle. The the card for that show is just stupid. It's, Mm -hmm. It's stacked. But, you know, just help promote the show even more, even though I'm, I'm not on it. It was just completely cool because that's on the other part of the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just to promote good pro wrestling or just anything like that, I'm here for it. I am here for it. Absolutely. So rewinding a little bit, when you – so you start doing, um, you know, helping out. You weren't really intending to be a referee. You said you had a break for a while and then you came back. When you came back, at that point, did you sort of realize that you missed being involved with pro wrestling, you didn't really want to compete, and you were like, I actually didn't mind that refereeing sort of thing, and I'm going to focus on that a bit harder? It's funny because, you know, here comes uh, my openness about things with mental health. 
speaking with a therapist actually helped me realize, you know, maybe I shouldn't have let it go. Yeah. Because I was falling into the trap of, um, it it just felt weird to continue it still after my mother's passing, and I just kind of let it go. I can completely, I can completely kind of get that. You know, like it was such a big part. It's out. Well, it's I don't know, obviously, but it sounds like it was such a big part of your guys' relationship, and she was a big supporter. And then when she like passes like i think it's a very natural human reaction to be like well fuck this like fuck everything mm-hmm. it hurts too much to do this because it makes me think of her like i i can i can really relate to that sort of feeling you know so you it, it, were they saying that like you kind of lashed out at pro wrestling a little bit like you pushed it away i pushed it away not necessarily lash out but uh push it away in uh, for me performing like of course i yeah. still watched you know television products and whatever independence i could possibly catch you know but i wasn't so involved like the yeah. podcast that i've done i have to get back on my shit with that by the way but anyway um that was actually therapeutic for me to kind of still kind of be involved with wrestling yet not be so involved and keep in contact with certain people cuz one thing I was always told, wrestling will be there for you when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lo and behold, years later, once I finally came back, it was. But, you know, when I came back, actually, I was intending on refing, and then I was going to try to wrestle again. Mm-hmm. And then I had a conversation with a few people, and they're like, someone's going to listen to this and be like, well, they're just trying to tell you not to wrestle because they take potentially takes away from their spot but no when i've heard from many of people it's like you know pro wrestling needs you know more referees that are good you know keep working at it you know i'm sure you know things will happen and i'm actually glad i decided to keep refing and keep going with that route because since coming back um a i don't know where i would quite fit in as a wrestler Right now, mm-hmm. because I mean the talent pool is so deep all over the United States, all over the world. Um, I don't know where exactly I would fit in. You know, I, of course I will always have my ideas, but I found my stride in roughing, and if I could keep making a difference and just keep getting bookings that way, I'm down for it because. <laughs> I probably would be doing so well as a wrestler. Not saying my capabilities aren't there, just uh, I I just don't know if I have that kind of um, drive because some of the, all a lot of these talents out there are just so ridiculously good with and use social media to their greatest advantage and merchandising with all those resources and everything like that. And at my age of thirty three, I'm still so technology technologically illiterate at points. Oh, me too, man. Jesus. So, so bad. So, I, I, hate, I hate doing all the promo stuff. Like whenever I launch an episode, it's my least favorite thing to do because then I have to do all the social media stuff that goes along with it. I can't just put it up and yes. move on with my life. Like I have to do all the plugging and stuff and it takes <laughs> hours. People are like, yeah. oh, I want to do a podcast. Or something. You don't understand. It's not easy. This, this, you and me having a conversation, this is the easy part. It's the yeah. there. It's the the converting the files. It's the editing, and then 
it's the social media, which is my personal fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so you you could relate to that then. It's just like there's so much that goes into being a very successful professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, that sometimes a lot of people do not really comprehend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as a referee, I'm not really the one that people are paying money to come see. <laughs> you know, yeah, I understand. I'm just in the saying. background. Yeah, I'm in the background. You're you're not so, having to worry about plugging social media to create a, a character and an image and sell merch and stuff. You just right. need to worry about what you're doing in the ring and how you conduct yourself, and then that way potentially get more bookings, word of mouth, more reliable, more places you can show up, and, and mm-hmm. be involved in bigger and better and cooler stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. So. That's where I'm at. I yeah. want to keep reffing as long as I can, but uh, conversations have come up where, would you ever have a match again? Never say never, but um, that's so far in my rearview mirror right now that nothing would make sense as to me coming back to wrestle, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you, I don't know, if you're anything like me, I can only focus on so many things at once. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, if I'm going to do this one thing and do it well, then that needs to be my main focus. So, like, if you want to be a good rev and get those bookings and do that stuff, it would be very hard to then also be trying to be a professional wrestler because really you need to be focusing on one or the other with all your energy, you know, because they're two very different things. And so yeah. it's, it's like if if you're enjoying what you're doing now and you're, you're not seeing yourself want to push into that other stuff, then then seize the stuff that you're you're doing well with and that you're enjoying, you know. And you can be a ref, like forever like eventually yeah. with wrestling you know you've only got kind of so much time before you know age and injuries and stuff catch up and you can't be what you once were but you can you can ref for ages and you can be like very reliable and uh in a way you know what i'm saying it's funny i go back to conversations that you would hear from mike Kyoto, you know obviously world wwf wwe referee uh-huh. He wanted to be a wrestler, and Gorilla Monsoon was the one telling him, hey, you'll have more longevity in wrestling being a referee than being a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his stories have been documented of drove the ring trucks, set up the rings, eventually started refing, and he refereed for one company for 30-plus years, and it's uh, 30, 35 years. It's like, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like I look to him. Uh, he's... Everybody could say their favorite referee is one person or the other, but that's my favorite right there. So yeah, right. Like Mike Yoda. Mm-hmm. There was something about his cadence, the way he conducted himself in the ring, it just the minor details and even the bigger details. It's like, man, like I just love how this guy works. Yeah. So, of course, any chance that he got to have an interview, conversation, anything – I'm I'm there. <laughs> I'm yeah, there. Yeah. I'm listening because you can Pick learn so wisdom. much from a guy. Yeah, like that. absolutely. I think um yeah. he's great. He's great. I think my favorite is probably Red Shoes from New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, mm-hmm. just because he's a bit of a character. Um, and so I mean, sometimes he does maybe stand out a little bit more than you know most referees should, but I feel like he's sort of earned it. You know, in a way, and he can also but he's, uh, pull he, off that comedy. He also stuff commands such a respect. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's been around for so long, and yes, like affectionately, everybody knows him as Red Shoes. Mm-hmm. 
but he loves it. And again, he's been around so long. He's refereed some of the biggest matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. I mean, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like, all right, well, who gives a shit if he has red shoes? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's when uh, you know everyone's trying to copy something that he obviously not literally, but patented. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It, it's just like, okay, well. Okay. <laughs> I wonder But yeah. no, red shoe red shoes the man. Yeah, I wonder if uh like the red shoes thing was like a decision by himself just to stand out from everybody else, or if it, they were just like what he had and then it just kind of became yeah. a gimmick, you know? Like <laughs> I, I almost feel like it was a last second thing where it's like, Well shit, I don't have my black boots or black shoes. Yeah. I'm just gonna put these on and then it's like Oh, okay. Yeah, well, th- these are comfortable, and I've just been wearing these for a while, and then it sort of just becomes synonymous <laughs> with you, you know, after a while. And then, then he adds the red sleeve and, and different things like that. But I like him, and there's also so many, like, kind of moments where he's a bit of a character, you know what I mean? Like, telling the Bullet Club to suck it, and them all falling over and being shocked, and, like, you know, all these, like, classic, hilarious moments. Him taking, you know, good bumps and stuff. Like, yeah, he, he's the man. I, I really enjoy it. And whenever you see those big-time dome matches and stuff, he's the guy you expect to see there. Absolutely. And even the Japanese style. Like, you yeah. know, the, just... It's so different. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it as universal as pro wrestling is, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, of course you're going to have the lucha style, Japanese style... British strong style, whatever the case may be, you know, everything, every region's going to have its specific styles, but as a referee, I mean, there's just something about how they conduct themselves like real combat. Mm-hmm. That's the way, it, you know, it, I expect it from Japan. Absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean, it's the whole king of sports thing, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they present themselves like it is a real sport and and it's cool, man. And then obviously, you know, there's occasionally hokey stuff and things like that. But for the most part, that's they, all they pro co- wrestling. yeah, exactly. That's, that is pro wrestling. And they, they <laughs> but they call the match and everything, very thing and check and everything and very formal. And yeah, it's cool. And it, it adds to that, you know, entire mistake around it. Oh, hey, how do you guys feel about your internet security? Good? Or do you hate it? Well, you must hate it if you haven't heard of NordVPN before. And do you hate, like, browsing the internet and streaming services from other countries and getting to watch whatever you want at the click of a button? I guess I must, because I live in Australia. We don't get to see nothing. I can't even shop for cool stuff without a whole heap of bother. But now, thanks to NordVPN, with the click of a button... I can just transport my internet to that of another country and shaglucky, I'm all sorted. And guess what? This holiday season, by going to nordvpn.com slash feels and using the code feels, you'll get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. That's right. Nord.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 73% off your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. Your NordVPN plan and a bonus gift. Do yourself a favor, do your privacy a favor, do your eyes a favor, and go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now back to the show. So what would you say um, if I had to put you on the spot and ask you for like a refereeing story of maybe uh, one of the more interesting scenarios you found yourself in? Do you have any fun refing stories, a match that was particularly crazy or, or something uh, outlandish happened? Oh, boy. Okay. 
I'm so, not putting people on the spot, sorry. No, it's fine. Like the first thing that immediately came to mind, uh I was refing Homicide versus Chris Dickinson, main event of a company called Squared Circle Project, and it, in Rockland County, New York, and the crowd that came to those shows were live, like mm-hmm. all the way live. So it made for a fun day, mm-hmm. generally. Uh, some kid in the, some guy in the crowd mm-hmm. decided to talk shit to Chris Dickinson, and not just to be a fan, oh, but like just thinking that nothing will happen. <laughs> You're mistaken, sir. <laughs> Dickinson, he's, he's not the one. That he went outside of the ring so fast. And <laughs> I go outside. Oh, no. I go to the cameraman, Billy, and I'm like, uh, I should probably go in between him and the fan, right? No, I think he's just working the crowd. And then something happened, like, where he just got very intense very fast. He's like, no, go, go, go. Like, it's just like, okay, okay. So I ran as fast as I could. <laughs> oh, Lord. I've never. Seen a fan intimidated so fast because I mean you know Chris Dickinson's a big dick, it's huge, and he's you know a legit badass. Yeah. Like I don't think people, I don't think I can overstate it enough. Mm-hmm. He is a legit badass, and when he gets in your face, tells you to sit your effing ass down, you sit your ass down. That intensity, Jesus Christ! I I would hate that to be turned on me. I I just I just go. I'm like. All right, you made your point. Let's get into the ring. Let's finish the match. This, that. He didn't even take his eyes off that fan for most of the time, like getting back into the ring. So Jesus, the fan uh, must have looked like he'd seen a ghost. Yes, uh, all the color of their skin left. It's like, very rare that very... you get to see another human terrified. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe maybe you're sitting watching a movie with friends and you see somebody have a jump scare and stuff. I imagine seeing somebody legitimately intimidated, like, and terrified would be something to see. Just like the look on their face, just like I'm in trouble. Oh, now. I'm surp- I'm surprised they didn't shit their pants. To be honest with you, because it it just went zero to a hundred real quick, and. Like, I've been around where people, like a guy in one, a crowd at one show, threw a full beer on somebody because they talked shit to their kid. Oh, no. Now, the wrestler was kind of in the wrong there. Well, sorry, in the wrong there. I won't state what was said, but they were in the wrong. But first of all, it's a waste of a good beer. Absolutely. Um, if you wanted to, you know, do something, just hit the person in the face, like meaning the fan to the wrestler, and I don't condone that at all, but, you know, but I now also you're putting don't... other people in danger of a slippery floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it Was it like a can or a bottle? Uh, plastic cup, like a solo cup. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, just through the whole thing. So, now, of course, in that guy's match, they're wrestling on the outside. I'm trying to tell the opponent, I'm like, yo, like, there's, there's spilt beer here. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah, to back up a second, like I don't condone fan on wrestler and wrestler on fan violence, <sighs> but that was, th- those two were some of the moments where it's like, shit's about to go down. Yeah. And, you know, as a human being, you know, vice versa, like, you know, I, I, 
not that I would have condoned it, but I would have understood why somebody deserved to get clocked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but yeah, as the person in the ring and the authority figure, you have to get yourself uh, in these situations and keep everything moving, make sure the show happens, make sure nobody gets hurt. There's a lot of responsibility uh, in in being that person on the ground. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, of course, in other shows, I one in particular, one fan was screaming all these homophobic slurs, Ugh. which was not good. No. And two wrestlers just beat the piss out of this guy <laughs> no. and he deserved it yeah oh it it escalated like i was in a different part of the building yeah but the two wrestlers dragged this person well one kind of dragged him while the other one was socking the shit out of his face <sighs> and he deserved it yeah he absolutely deserved it so you know again that's where i, I won't condone violence but when it's called for <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah, sometimes the uh, <laughs> sometimes they police themselves. Exactly right. Uh, right yeah. Now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah. sometimes you have to try and control that. <laughs> oh, I was even roughing. I was spectating that day, oh, but lucky. it was still uh, a very interesting thing to see, and it's something I'll never forget because oh. that that person got what they deserved. Yeah. Oh my god. If you're a horrible, hateful person, do not come out to public places and in, no. inflict your. Uh, Opinion on other people. It's unnecessary. Anyway, that's a fucking dark turn. Uh, <laughs> so, so tell me this. Uh, as we start to wrap up here, what are you feeling in wrestling at the moment? I love to, as I continue to put you on the spot, ask for recommendations from people I love it. about uh, what they're, they're feeling right now. This is a chance to put over what you're working on. Uh, any other wrestlers you feel like uh, may need a highlight? What are you feeling? Oh, Lord. I mean, there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who you asked this question to, and they had said, just pro- Mickey Knuckles, just pro wrestling, man. I mean, yeah. that, that was probably the best answer I ever heard. Yeah. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, people that are listening to your show are accustomed to deathmatch wrestling. Uh, RPW, check them out. Mm-hmm. ICW No Holds Bar, check them out. Uh, really feeling the deathmatch scene in general. Just Same. Everybody's coming out, showing up, showing off, like legends returning, like Insane Lane and Mickey Knuckles, Madman Pondo, and, Pondo, and uh, oh, God, I'll mention Mickey again. Randy West is making a name for herself out there. Just so good. Um, and just to, for regular you know, people that are not maybe not Deathmatch fans, you know, New South Wrestling on IWTV. Derek Neal is one of the best. And New South, the out one there. that has the biggest title belt I've ever seen in my entire life. The, hu- the Humongold, yep. <laughs> is that what it's called? The Humongold? Humongold, yep. <laughs> That's amazing. It's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Adam Priest is another very talented wrestler out there. I mean, I'm going to then put over people over here. I work for Pro Wrestling Magic out here in New Jersey. Uh, you know, somebody could smiley. One of the most influential talents that like doesn't get the credit that they deserve because they were trained by the Amazing Red mm-hmm. and takes after Red's footsteps of just being an innovator and in everything that he does. Um, you know, MSP Mainstay Posse, great tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just a well, fan well, of speaking tag of, speaking of the, them, right? They're going to be popping up on. Mm-hmm. The Struggles new venture, Expect the Unexpected Wrestling. 
I think I saw the the main street main street were announced for that. You're thinking they? of main event, I think. Main event. All right. Well, I'm going to have to edit this yeah, so I don't seem event. fucking stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. Uh, Jay Lyon and uh, Midas Black, the main event out of mm-hmm. New York. Another uh, other products at the House of Glory mm-hmm. uh, Pro Wrestling School. Yeah, because I, I remember I remember uh, in the promo video. I only just saw it this morning briefly, uh, but they mentioned that they were amazing. Red trained. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be main uh, main event. MSPs out of the New England area, right? Okay. Here in the okay, United cool, States. Cool. So they're very they're very talented uh, wrestlers, um, and women's wrestling. Man, I mean, for how long I've been doing the podcast and internet radio, you know, back when before podcasts were you know the actual phrasing of it. Mm-hmm. My two things I've always were advocating for were tag team wrestling and women's wrestling, mm-hmm. and I just love the shine that both tag team wrestling and especially women's wrestling is getting right now. Like last night on Dynamite, we had the TBS championship unveiled for, you know, absolutely uh, for like for like better two women's titles the, on one, uh, on one two uh, singles wrestling. Women's yeah, titles. exactly. Two singles women's titles. Yeah. Like that's amazing it is. outside of, you know, independent or uh, women only companies. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any major wrestling company do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and all so the intergender stuff as well, where you're seeing, you know, Sadika and Mickey Knuckles and Randy West, like, fighting with men. I think Sadika just took, like, uh, a title recently, like, uh, mm-hmm. from a man and stuff Out like that. Out in California, I think. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's so good, man. Like, there shouldn't be these boundaries and stuff. It's really, really cool. By the way, where we're putting over women who are you know, wrestling men and really I want to put over and send shout outs to Lufisto out in Canada. She mm-hmm. is one of the, any chance I get to watch, I'll go back and watch Lufisto matches all the time, but any chance I can publicly put her over just what, what a wonderfully talented wrestler. I mean, I remember watching her in CCW beat up Necro Butcher and, you know, all other sorts of, uh, male wrestlers in death matches just taking them to task and I was a fan <laughs> right away yeah. so like my two favorite women's wrestlers of all time Mercedes Martinez and Lufisto yeah great those those two are and I'm not saying anything against any other women's wrestlers or legends but those are like my standard bearers of like what women's wrestling I like to see yeah you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but the the ladies and just they're they're doing so good for themselves, and you know it's showing everywhere. Yeah. You know the Impact Wrestling's having the Knockouts pay per view coming yeah. up again. My, and, my uh, Martinez is on that, isn't she? In the yes. tournament that's yep. coming. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, I mean, there's so many women out there that could put over mm-hmm. just of how good they are. Um, but yeah, just after that long-winded answer, I apologize. No, but no, just to it. go back to it, Mickey Knuckles said it best: just pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll add to it and say, just preach what you love. You know, don't shit on what you hate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's too easy of targets in certain regards. I mean, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about and yeah. what companies I'm talking about. But just promote what you love, man. I mean. Yeah, you, you you don't you don't have to push down what you don't like to help the things you do like. You know what I mean? Just yes. uh, focus on positivity and keep moving forward. 
and enjoy what you like. And don't, like, if there's something that isn't for you, that's okay. It doesn't need to be for you. Just don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Just don't support it and focus on the things you do. You know what I mean? Build things up. Don't tear things down. And and it all works out in the end. And you'll have a much better... It's, it's not even about them and other people and what they like. It's about you. You know what I mean? Not with your wallet. <laughs> yeah. Not with your wallet. Exactly. You know? And like, don't let that negative energy creep into you and just support what you like and then you'll have a better time. And rather than letting that negativity, you know, really creep over. I mean, everything. what are you feeling right now? What am I feeling right now? Uh, I'm always feeling ICW no holds barred. Um, I love the Deathmatch Circus weekend. In fact, I'm going to be getting on the phone pretty soon uh, to get on I Got Your Five Stars with Jeremy and Sean P uh, to talk about that weekend. So I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, I always love everything they're doing over there. Um, I'm a really feeling ruthless. They're new to me. I, I loved getting to know uh, their owner and doing an interview with Mickey about it. And I really like their shows. Um, if you liked Inked in Blood that happened at Deathmatch Circus, make sure you check out Bumps in the Night and Boot em Up. They're the two other ones I've seen. Bumps in the Night's pr- particularly cool it had like a really cool like horror movie section with the carver in it if you haven't seen that before that was kind of pretty cool um and then what else the stuff with AEW has been really cool i've been enjoying that i feel i'm enjoying they're just like throwing everything at the wall um i've fallen off a little bit off new japan unfortunately it hasn't been that great um and and even though there's still good parts, I need to be excited about stuff to invest my energy into it, you know? And if it feels like a chore, then it's not the right time for me to to watch it, you know? Yeah. By it, the it, way, uh, shout-outs to I've Got Your Five Stars. Uh, the other gentleman's name that you were talking about, the host, what's his name? Jeremy? Jeremy Nickerson, yep. I, I wanted to also, and I, I knew I'd be coming on with you, and I listened to his conversation that you had, or your conversation you had with him. Mm-hmm. Thank you for shouting out the IPR, the Indie Power Rankings, and Vic and Travis. Like God, you know, God rest Vic's soul. Um, you know, it's a, it just, I love it when people acknowledge those, you know, that have been important to wrestling. If whether it be a super fan or whatever the case may be, any chance to get our boy Vic's name out there, you know, mm-hmm. just. Uh, it's always it's always something really good, you know. I, yeah. um, I I felt it was important to make mention of that too. And um, another thing I kind of want to brought up. Uh, I feel bad coming on your show because I'm not a deathmatch person. Oh, <laughs> I know uh, everybody. However, Corey from Deathmatch Worldwide's like, yeah, well, you're a deathmatch podcast. He always gives me shit about it, and I'm like, well, I'm not a deathmatch <laughs> podcast. I just really like deathmatch wrestling, and everybody in that scene's so cool that I end up talking to them and interviewing them and, and talk about it. But my my show is what I like in wrestling. So whatever that is at the time is what it is. Like this time last year, I did a series called G-Wandering, which was me just doing like 10, 15-minute clips of every G1 night, you know, because I was really pumped on it. And I tried to muster the energy to do that this year, and I just couldn't do it. And it came around and I didn't have the time. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it. And I might do a wrap-up episode or whatever. But it wasn't like in my heart and what I'm about. So as long as I'm feeling what I'm feeling now, then that's what it'll be about. You know what I mean? It may change over time because I'll be liking something else or whatever. But uh, yeah, there is no rules. And that's why I asked you to come on because you were a good dude and I was interested in hearing your story. So yeah, you don't need to feel I, bad about that. <laughs> I still appreciate it, but you know... 
I, I said it to Travis uh, aforementioned before of uh, you know any any chance I get an opportunity to work a death match, you know, it'll be dedicated to Vic. So you that's know a, that's awesome. Any chance I get, any chance I can get to, and it, you know, sidebar here, I'm going to AC. He always, he would always hit me up and be like, hey, come gamble with me, come hang out to these shows. So. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there will be a drink and some cards being played for Vic this weekend. So That's Cheers. awesome. So all, all that stuff was before my time. And Jeremy's such like an old school guy who's like been to so many shows and knows all these guys and a long-term fan with so much knowledge. He's been a really good person for me to get to know. We've become really good friends and we talk all the time. Um, and, yeah, I just can't uh, appreciate him enough and what he does. So if you haven't checked out I Got Your Five Stars, make sure you do. And I'll be on an episode pretty soon because we're going to be talking all about the Deathmatch Circus. So, man, tell everybody where to find your stuff, dude, and so they can uh, keep up with you and uh, ingest some of that positivity. <laughs> well, first of all, I appreciate you taking the time for allowing me to come on your podcast today. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, secondly, if you are so inclined, if you're listening to, you can go on any of my socials on Instagram, Twitter, or Twitch when I decide to get my off my lazy ass and uh, my lazy busy ass and get on that shit again. Uh, at Ref DM Stevens, R E F D M S T E V E N S, on any of those social platforms, and uh, you know, follow me if you like. If not, that's cool too. But you know, I'm just here doing my thing. That's that's all I could do. But come, you know, you can find me at Pro Wrestling Magic on IWTV if you want to watch my work. Uh, uh, Bloodstorm Pro, NFW, VXS. I've done a, you know a show with them on YouTube. Uh, their their uh, pre-show. I not. I don't know what I'm going to be up to with them coming up. And by the time this drops, I will be making my debut at a place like Hybrid Wrestling. So I mean, man, like I said, I'm just so happy to be a part of pro wrestling. If you want to come along on my perspective of the journey, that's where you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at RefDMStevens. Don't follow me on my private Facebook that I just keep it as such. So that's where you can follow me. Absolutely, man. That's it guys. So, um, just a, it's a nice little peek into like the world of like an independent, uh, professional wrestling referee and yeah, check him out at all the places that he is. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, try and be as positive an influence as he is in the world of wrestling. Dude, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was a fun conversation, and I know that like with with your work ethic and attitude, there'll be bigger and better things around the corner for you, yeah? From your lips to God's ears, my friend. I appreciate <laughs> the kind words and, and for your time. Thank no, you. Hey, anytime, my man. Absolute pleasure. So everybody out there, for DM Stevens and for Faces and Feels, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks everyone for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, 
John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestler, promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Vinyls and Violets, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalized Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violets. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something.